Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last Sunday and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our Youth, Children, and Families Director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this week we kept going on. Actually, we started a new series. That's right. We did. Yeah, it's called Devotion to the Rescue, where we're talking about how our personal devotion to Jesus and to Scripture can really help keep us on track, can help us make the right kinds of decisions, can help us from falling victim to all the confusion that's out there in the world. And there's plenty of confusion, right? There's so much confusion in the world and so many ways in which we could be pulled to one understanding or one one belief and then, you know, pulled to another opposite belief and it can really just toss you around and get you confused and worried and unsettled about what's going on in your world or the world around you. And that's where we have to be careful because if too many voices are talking or too many ideas are being thrown around, what is the truth? And we have to really search out that truth. And we yeah. know as Christians, there's one place to go to do it. There's one place to go. You know, I love that you use the word unsettled because I just feel like that's where we're at these days. Mm -hmm. I was talking on Sunday about how every day there's a new unprecedented crisis as if nothing has ever happened before. Right. And of course, all kinds of crazy things and crises have come up before. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just important to not be deceived, I think, into thinking that we're living in uniquely terrible times yeah. or that everything is okay. It's just turmoil like it always is. Yeah. But the purpose of our devotion to Christ and in studying the scriptures and in our prayer life and in our worship life is to be able to not be deceived, not be buffeted around by every mm -hmm. uh, new uh, crisis, yeah. um, but to stay on that steady course and mm -hmm. continue to walk with uh, assurance Sure. That we really are in God's world. Yeah. And that we really are secure in Him. Right. And that's a different way of walking around. Uh, I think that's unique to us as Christians that we have the benefit of knowing what is true and what is real and where to go when things get a little bit crazy around us. Uh, like you said, there's all these crises and every day we feel like we have a new one which mm -hmm. we know isn't true because i believe in ecclesiastes it says there's nothing new under the sun that's right so these are just new to us and um yeah when we walk with god and when we find that truth we can really be secure that maybe things aren't great or maybe there are really are crises around us but that we know that truth. We are secured in Him, and we know how it ends, so we can walk with that confidence that God gives us. Yeah. Well, speaking of walking, we yeah. were talking this week in, uh, or, or talking about uh, the story in Luke chapter 24, uh, where there are those two men who are walking to Emmaus, and uh, they really are in the throes of a great crisis because yeah. they'd been followers of Jesus. And they expected a lot from him. They expected he was the Messiah who was going to change everything. Mm -hmm. And instead, um, he's dead. Right. And that has become their all-consuming thought, that death has really decided for them what they're 
next steps are going to be, uh, and that um, death is has become this super definitive thing that Jesus is dead. So now, all of what they'd hoped for is destroyed, right. and that's a lot to be walking home with, don't you think? <laughs> it is. It's heavy, um, and I think that that would might throw most of us off. I mean, we have the benefit of the, you know, looking back on this story and getting the whole picture. But these two men who are walking and our disciples, obviously, um, don't have that benefit. And so the truth of what Jesus has already told them has kind of flown away and has been replaced by this lie that the death of Jesus and and death in general is final. And Mm. We can so often get into that. I mean, mm-hmm. if we look at the world around us and the new things that are happening every day, the terrible things that we see, or maybe they're happening in our personal life, whatever sure. that might be, we, that that truth that Jesus gives us can really just f- sort of float away and be replaced by those lies yeah. that the enemy brings or that just the world just kind of piles on top of you and can be hard to see that truth. And so just like these these two men that are walking to Emmaus, that we could get really down on that. We can yeah. try to get away from it and, and be really upset. Yeah, absolutely. And they become really super focused on whatever that crisis of the day is, mm-hmm. that crisis of the moment. Right. Well, these guys, you know, they're walking, and they truly are coming out of a horrendous experience, Mm -hmm. having seen Jesus crucified, or we assume that they saw that happen. Um, But a a stranger walks up to them Mm -hmm. and starts to walk with them, and uh, he asks them, oh, hey, so what are you talking about as you walk here? And they're just like, they're flabbergasted. They can't believe that anybody could be so out of it as to not know what's happened to Jesus, Mm -hmm. but... They explained to this stranger, who Luke wants us to know is actually Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those of you who don't know the story, those two men are being prevented supernaturally from recognizing who Jesus is. That Jesus yeah. has returned in his resurrected body. But right now he's posing as this stranger. So they explain to the stranger what happened to Jesus, and they even mention that uh, some of their women friends had come to them that morning and right. said that the tomb was empty and that they'd seen angels and that they'd heard that Jesus was alive. But these two men who are walking to Emmaus are having none of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just like, this, is, this crisis is too deep for me. I'm right. shattered right now. I'm just leaving Jerusalem. I'm going to Emmaus. And uh, the stranger walks along with them. But as he starts to walk with them, he sort of scolds them saying uh, that they really shouldn't be surprised about everything that had happened to Mm -hmm. Jesus, this Messiah, because it's all talked about in the law and the prophets or Moses and the prophets Mm -hmm. in scripture. And then Jesus starts going through scripture and explaining everything about himself, the Bible says. I love that. I love that Jesus... One, takes the time to come and see these men in their deep sorrow as they're, you know, confused and wandering. How, how often has he come and found us when we're confused and wandering, trying to trying mm-hmm. to find our way home? Um, and he, he does that for these men. And he says, now, I know that you're feeling this way, 
another you know you you've told me the truth haven't you heard about what happened to Jesus so they've they've started with the truth Jesus did die yeah you know but but that wasn't the end of the story and Jesus says ah but don't you remember what was written don't you remember what was said don't you remember all the amazing things that Jesus did and we don't know specifically what he pointed to but mm-hmm. we definitely know that he went back to to what we call the old testament so the mm-hmm. the scriptures that that they would know and that they would have. And he, he walks them through the truth, which is so, it's such a good lesson for us as we, we find ourselves, you know, maybe day in, day out, maybe, maybe once in a while finding ourselves kind of on that path of not knowing or being kind of swallowed up by, by everything that we hearing and seeing. And he says, okay, well, well, let's go back. Let's go back to the truth, the solid foundation, the stuff I you know to be yeah. real. Yeah. And let's look at it. And then let's then let's see what you have to say after that. Yeah, and it's really cool because I mean, in fairness to the men walking to Emmaus, they probably were familiar with the parts of scripture that talked about the Savior, the Messiah, uh, in Isaiah and other places. Sure. But coming as a triumphant conqueror hero who was going to restore the kingdom of Israel, was going to restore the Davidic line and, you know, uh, push out the invaders, do all of those things that they expected that Messiah to do. But what I imagine Jesus did and what people nowadays looking back kind of figure, Mm -hmm. even the apostles figured this much out, uh, that there are that there's another layer of truth underneath those prophecies. Uh, that Isaiah, for instance, also said that this, this Messiah would be despised and rejected by mankind. He'd be a man of suffering and familiar with pain, mm-hmm. that he wouldn't necessarily be wielding a sword, but actually be pierced and mm-hmm. for our transgressions. So there's obviously throughout Scripture, there's this picture of the Messiah who comes in a different way, as a different kind of person than they might expect, but also for a different reason. Uh, Not just to restore Israel and free the the people of Israel, but to free all people, all mankind, from their sin. And it's it's easy, and we do this so often, to remember the exciting parts, the triumphant parts, the the parts that sound really good to us and, and tell us that things are gonna be great. But it's not as easy to remember. Maybe we, we don't like to go back to the truth of the pain, the suffering, sure. the things that, that you know are done for us that maybe don't put us in the per- most perfect light. You know, It's great to have a Savior that comes and he's the, he's the hero of the story and then everything's really great. And you know, doesn't talk about the fact that he came because you weren't so great, you know. Right, right. But but when he when you when you see that other layer of it, and that's definitely certainly what Jesus would would have been talking to them about, so they could understand those those parts of of his story that were you know that had brought them down the yeah. the him being pierced and crucified and di- died. Um, he would have to bring them back to those things to say, but remember, this is also true. The triumphant part is true, too. We know that that is in Scripture. We know, mm-hmm. and we know us looking back on the story and knowing where we are today. We sure. know that that's true. And Jesus would remind them, sure, 
That is true. Those, you know, we thought he was going to be a savior. Yeah, sure, that's true. But let's look at the rest of what yeah. was said about your Messiah. Yeah. And just again, that the Messiah would be a little different than they thought. Yeah. And they were, well, oh, they're looking at scripture and saying, oh, well, God, I guess that is in there. Mm -hmm. And he has a different purpose than what we thought. And then I'm sure that Jesus must have gone to um, the part of Isaiah where he predicts that this Messiah would see even after his death and sacrificial death that he would see his offspring and prolong his days. I'm reading from Isaiah 53, 10 through 11. And after all he has suffered, he will see the light and be satisfied. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that what Jesus wanted them to get to was the fact that what they were understanding as the end mm -hmm. in death was really a deception, that death was not the big final truth <laughs> that they believed it was in his case, and happily, also in our case, death is not the biggest truth. The biggest truth is life. And that God would not only bring this Messiah back uh, to life, but that life is our future too, no matter what. And that's something that we can get hung up on, um, I think, because we have a very limited view of what life means and what life is. And so we can forget that truth often, yeah. that, that this life is not the end, it's really just the beginning, that Jesus' life on earth was not the end, it was really just the beginning for him and for his kingdom, too. And we have to really look at it from, from God's truth and what he says. And that can get muddled, and, and we can be deceived, and we can that can cause a lot of anxiety and mm -hmm. a lot of pain and mm -hmm. a lot of questions for us when we're deceived but god doesn't try to deceive us he doesn't try to scare us about you know what life was supposed to be the promise was always that life would be eternal right that life would be different right than what we see here and so he never tried to deceive us with that the enemy comes in mm -hmm. and tries to deceive us or or we even might try to deceive ourselves because we can't see past our own pain or our own smallness you know of our, our lives in the and our time on earth but god says no it's written out right here if you yeah. just look at it and you look towards me and you find that truth you'll understand that there's so much more that yeah. i have promised you and that i've told you there is to come and that that could even just quell our, our fears of death if we really truly understand what God is saying to us. Yeah, well, like you say, I mean, the the devil really wants us to be deceived. He wants us to be hyper-focused and worried right. and fearful about every crisis yeah. that comes our way. He also wants us to especially be really worried and fearful about death mm -hmm. and to begin to focus on death as the final truest thing that there is right but that denies the promises of god mm -hmm. that the truest thing there is is life yeah. and that's what that's what he shows us in the resurrection mm -hmm. and the beauty of our faith in jesus the beauty of our, the faith in the resurrection is that we have that assurance yeah. that as paul says in um, romans 8 i'm convinced that neither life nor death nor angels nor demons nor present or future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation mm -hmm. 
will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. And you could probably add in there any unprecedented crisis of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that means even death. Mm -hmm. So certainly I think by the time these guys got to Emmaus and yeah. their destination, um, and they invited Jesus in. If you know the story, they invite Jesus in to have dinner. And they still don't realize it's Jesus until he takes bread and he breaks the bread. And I imagine that they had seen him perform that gesture on that final night in the upper room. Right. And suddenly they're, they're able to see that this is Jesus, that he is alive and because he's alive their hope is back right and again the same thing for us because he's alive we have life and we know we have it forever mm -hmm. yeah i i love that i love that they went oh wait wait a second how amazing is this that jesus is actually here those women were right you yeah. know, the the tomb was empty. He's alive. The, the angels must have been there. <laughs> All of that must be true. Right. So what else is true about what and, God yeah, said? Yeah. And it just opens up their eyes to what could be and what is according to God. Absolutely. And that's really awesome. And we can yeah. do that too. I mean, yeah. we can, we can look at Jesus and, and see that he's alive in our lives and working. And, and that happens through experience, but also our knowledge of the truth. Sure. And we can go, well, what else must be true that God says about death, about life, about all these things yeah. that God promises us? What else must be true because Jesus lives? Yep. That's awesome. That's it. That's the gospel. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, um, so thanks for being with us today. And as you go throughout this week, I mean, we just really hope that you will turn to the word, turn to the Bible, um, ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate those words for you as you read through the scripture as part of your devotion to um, to God and to Jesus, because truly devotion does come to the rescue when we are confused or afraid because of what you just said. Mm -hmm. This is where the truth is. This is where the gospel is. Yeah. And yeah, we should run out and tell everybody that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, if you're in uh, Burbank, we hope you'll come worship with us. And otherwise, we'll see you next week on Under the Stained Glass. Mm -hmm.